Hilchas Tvila Perik Hamishi Halacha Aleph. Shmeyed Vorm Tachlin of Spali Zor Behenla Sesan. There are eight things that a person who needs to daven has to be careful to do these eight things. However, if he was uh, compelled to do otherwise or he was forced, or he simply was negligent and transgressed liberty and did not do them, they don't prevent him from being Yetzirah. Unlike the things in the previous parak, which for the most part are required even by the Yavid, and if you don't do them, you're not Yetzirah, where in this case, these eight things are not Ma'akiv. They don't prevent you from doing the mitzvah by the Yavid. Amida standing, having your body properly prepared, having your clothing, proper clothing, proper location, arranging your voice, controlling your voice, bowing, and shtachavah means prostration, which is a, a, a lower form of, form of bowing. Halacha base. Amida Ketza, what does it mean to stand? The Persian only stand while, only daven while standing, not sitting or lying down. Hence, one of the reasons why Shemesh is called the Amida is because he must stand. If a person sitting on a boat or, in a, or on a ship, excuse me, a, a boat or a wagon, if he's able to stand, then he should stand. If he's unable to, like it's a canoe, for example, if he stands up, it'll, it'll tip over. Then he should sit in his place and daven sitting. If a person is sick, he can daven even if he's not standing, even lying on his side. Provided he's not so sick that he's able to have kavana. If he's unable to have kavana, then the whole davening has no point, and therefore he shouldn't even daven. person who's hungry or thirsty, that's considered somebody who is sick. If he has the ability to have kavana and daven with the proper intention, even though he's hungry and thirsty, he should daven. If not, he should not daven until he eats and drinks. If he's riding an animal, even if he has somebody else to hold on to the animal, she should not run away while he's davening. He should rather not get off the animal. Rather sit in his place on the animal, daven on the animal, that his mind should be settled. Because if he's not on the animal, even if someone else is holding it, he's constantly worried about the animal getting away. What does that mean? If a person is in outside Israel, he turns his face facing the land of Israel, and he davens. If he was standing on the ground, excuse me, if he was standing, if he was, if he was in Eretz Yisrael, he should daven towards Yerushalayim. If he's in Yerushalayim itself, he should face the Beis Hamikdash. If he's in the Beis Hamikdash area, he should face the Holy of Holies. Summa, someone is blind. Anybody else, if for whatever reason, is unable to know which direction things are. Let's say he's in a place with no windows, he doesn't know which, in which direction he is. He's uh, north, south, east, or west. But a person is on a boat, and sometimes he can't, uh, he, he can't stand up. Or even if he, can, if he could stand, but he can't tell which direction he is east. Or uh, he can't face whichever direction he wants, because if he's afraid he'll fall, the boat will tip over. And he should just direct his heart towards the Shechina and Davin. What's an example of the body being properly prepared? When a person stands in prayer, he has to make sure his feet are touching each other, uh, uh, next to each other. He faces his eyes down to the floor. As if he's looking at the ground. But his heart should be turned to heaven above. As if he sort of speaks standing in heaven. He should put his hand on his heart. Uh, uh, clasped, 
the right hand over the left hand. Standing, he should stand like a master, like a, like a, ser- a servant for his master. With fear, with uh, awe and, and dread. He should not put his hands on his hips. That would appear haughty. What's an example of proper clothing? Correct his clothing. Make sure his clothing is appropriate. Talk assured, etc. And he should make himself neat and uh, appropriate, presentable. Shnei Pasuk says, In holy, in, in resplendent holiness. So the idea is to be uh, uh, honorable to Hashem. He should not stand on davening wearing his apundose, uh, which means either his undershirt or his money belt. His head should not be uncovered. Nor should his feet be uncovered. He should, he should not be barefoot. If it's local custom, he should uh, not uh, if it's local custom not to stand in front of great people like government officials. That you're when barefoot, he should not stand davening barefoot either. That depends on local minig. If a local minig is it's fine to stand barefoot in front of a great person, like in uh, hot climates, then it's okay. But any place, regardless of location, should not be holding a tefillin in his hand, a sefatari in his arm, when he davens. Because they are very require attention, he's not going to be able to concentrate. He should not hold vessels or money in his hand. However, on Sukkot, he may daven Shemun Esrei holding his luluv. Because it's a mitzvah of the day, it's not going to interfere with his concentration. If he had a package on his head, a bird, a, 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 a load, he's carrying a, a, a package on his head. He has Matvila and the time of davening arrived. If it was less than four kav, one kav is like 1.4 liter. The Ramam uses a value measurement rather than a weight measurement, interestingly. But if it was less than four kavin, he can, he can let it hang behind him and daven while it's, uh, he's like holding it hanging behind him. Um, so it won't disturb his concentration because it's small. But if it was, he shouldn't have, hold it on his shoulder his head while he's davening. It's not respectful. But the, but the, but the, the carry, have it carry behind him like a like backpack style, so to speak. That's okay. If it was four kavan or more, they should put it down. Only after it was It's the way of the chachamim and the students. Only daven wearing a talis. The Ramam seems to imply it applies to all three tefillas of the day. Or even most of an ila. A person should always be wearing a talis when he davens. What is an example of the appropriate place? A person should stand in a low place. He should turn his face to the wall. He should not be standing on a chair, for example. You should have windows or doors open towards your shalayim. To be able to make it more of the case that he's davening towards your shalayim. With nothing, without uh, a complete inter- in- interruption, without a, a complete uh, barrier, so therefore you should open windows and doors to- towards your shalim. Shneimar says, "Yevichavim b'sechon le'baliyase." Pasuk Daniel says that he had the windows open in his room facing your shalim. So Daniel was in Golis in Bavel in Babylon, and he had his windows facing west, facing your tzitzel. You should always have the same place to daven. Should not daven in a ruin, a, 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 a building that was destroyed. He should not daven behind a shul, because that looks like he's making a point of not going into shul. He's scorning the shul and scorning, scorning Hashem who's worshipped in the shul. Unless he turns to face the shul. 
You're not allowed to sit next to somebody who's davening Shmerasrei uh, within four Amis, or to pass in front of him because you break his concentration. Now, the Ram says not to daven in a place in a, in a Khurban, a building that was destroyed. That seems to be because since it's a place that could be dangerous, could be unsafe, and a person can't concentrate, that is the, that is the Pshat. Halacha Zayin. The person should not stand in a place, a platform that's three, more than three tefachim high, or more than that. Ispal and then daven. Nor on a bed, nor on a bench, nor on a chair. If it was a high structure, if it has four amas by four amas square, which is the minimum amount for a house, it's like its own uh, its own floor. It's like you lot to daven. Just 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 you can daven. In an apartment building, in a, in a high apartment, you can dive in on this because it's its own location. It's not like a, a better elevated platform in a certain place. It's it's its own place. Or similarly, if it was surrounded by 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 partitions or walls on all four sides, even though it's not, it's not four amis square, it's much smaller. But you may dive in there. Its height is not discernible. It's its own location. It's like its own apartment. Craftsmen or workers, hired workers, who are doing malacha on top of a tree, or on top of a nidbach is like a wooden board that was used in the construction process of, of, of building a wall. On top of the wall itself. And the time for davening arrived. They come down and daven, and go back to their work. Um... Because it's hard to concentrate properly when standing up on one of these locations. To balance yourself, etc. What if it was on top of a tree, it's an olive tree or a fig tree? So then, up there in the tree, there's a big bother and difficulty to come down from the tree because of the structure and the way it's shaped and the thickness of the branches. Also, possibly because uh, because they're so very sturdy and strong, there's no worry about the branch cra- cracking, so the, the kavana will not be uh, uh, compromised. What tool do they daven? In the middle of the workday, they're stopping to work, so they're taking lechayr, they're taking away money from their, their their daily wage. Of course, when the worker hires them, a Jewish worker has to know that he's hiring them for a certain wage, and that includes taking time off to daven. But what is the understanding? How much time should they take off? If they're just working for room and board, they get food. They daven three full davenings every day. 19 full brachas each. But if they're getting paid a wage, they daven havinenu, the miniature tefillah we discussed in the previous parak. But either way, even if they're davening for uh, um, uh, even, if, even, even if even if they're just working for their for room and board they daven the entire davening they still do not do chazos shots and they do not have the kahanim do berchas kahanim to bless the people because that additional time is not warranted based on the circumstances of their taking off time from the work day what does it mean that you could control your voice make your voice level a person should not raise his voice loud during davening, nor should he daven silently in his heart. He should enunciate, pronounce the words with his lips, and let his own ears hear quietly what he's saying. 
He should not make it, let his voice be heard. Unless he's sick, or for any other purpose, he's unable to concentrate. Without raising his voice, in that case, it's permitted. As long as it's not in the in the, in the congregation, because then other people are going to be confused by his raising his voice. In that case, if you have to raise, um, raise your voice during davening because you're sick or unable to concentrate, daven alone. What does it mean to bow? When you daven, you bow five times. The first and the end of the first bracha. In the bracha of Haida, which is beginning and the end. When you finish davening completely, then you bow a fifth time. And you take three steps back while bowing. When he bows, this fifth time, he, he says shalom to his left. Then to his right, then he then he after doing so, bowing to the left and to the right in a way of so to speak uh, departing from the, the shechina, uh, then he then then he may raise his head and stand straight. When he bows the first four times, he bows when at the word baruch. And the Rambam is going to later define exactly what the definition of bowing is. Kriya uh, means bowing to uh, to bend your knee. Uh, so he bends, bends his knee at Baruch. When he stands up, Zekev Hashem, he does so at the, um, uh, the name of Hashem. When this is applied, beheaded to most people, a simple person, the average person, the high priest, he bows at the beginning and end of every bracha of Shemesh. And the king came in Shesach Once he bows the first time at the beginning of the first bracha, he does not, uh, he does, he does not unbow or raise his head until he finishes davening completely. Why does he first give shalom to his left first? Because his left is the right of the person standing opposite him, so to speak. When you stand before the king, you first give, you first bow and give peace, so to speak, a greet, or in this case, not greet, but depart, greetings of departure, to the right of the king. Then afterwards, to the left of the king. So that's your left and then afterwards your right which is the king's left and the, king, uh, the king's right and the king's left recover when they establish instituted to, to, to uh, withdraw from davening the way you withdraw from speaking to a king a person must bow to the point that all of the vertebrae of his spine are extended protruding um if you make his his back shaped like a bow, if he bows a little bit, then it's clear that he's putting in effort and painting himself to do so. It seems if he's bowing with all his ability, that's sufficient. There's nothing to worry about. What is the shtachel? We said this this bowing, but then there's prostration, which is another form of a deeper form of bowing. What does that mean? Once a person finishes bowing the fifth and final bow, he sits on the ground, he falls his face into the ground, and he supplicates with all the supplication he desires. Now this term bowing that we say in all places, Al-Berkayim means, means bowing, uh, 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 falling on one's knees. Uh, today the minig is to bend the knees, but technically speaking it means to fall on your knees. Kida, the term Kida, which also means bowing, um, al means uh, bending over onto on, on, on a person's face and putting your face to the ground. Ishtach, the term bowing in, in, in context of Ishtach, which means prostration literally, Zeh means to spread out, stretch out your hands and feet. 
to the point that his face is flat to the ground. So kida uh, doesn't mean necessarily that your face is, is flat on the ground, but it does mean bending over on your face, uh, that the face maybe perhaps t- the forehead is touching the ground. But ishtachav means completely uh, complete prostration of hands and feet, totally spread out. When someone falls on his face to the ground after davening, as we said earlier, some people do kida, which means they bow their knee. Excuse me, they 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 bow down, putting their face to the ground. In in a in a bowed, almost a crawling position. Some do ishtach, which means they prostrate themselves completely. It's forbidden to do so to prostrate yourself completely on stone a stone surface. El mikdash only in the base mikdash. Kmoish should be anur bilchasoyis kachavim, as we said in the laws of idolatry. Vein adam chashav rashad lepel upon of an important person is not allowed to fall on his face. Elim ken yudev atmeish tzadik Yeshua unless he knows like unless he's confident he has he's he's righteous and a tzadik the level of Yeshua ben Nun. Um, the reason for that is because if his tefillah was not answered, he'd be a source of ridicule, uh, which was which makes some suggest this is only a problem in public and private. Anybody may do so. A non-important person, a non-adam chashiv, may do so because no one's expecting his tefillah to be answered. So it's not a disappointment if his prayer is not answered. but rather a person uh, who's adam chashiv, but not like Yeshua, does not want to put himself in that position, should uh, turn his face somewhat. does not bury his face in the ground, or. or Suppress it to the floor, so to speak. A person is allowed to dive in one location and then do the philosophayim, the supplication, what we would call tachnun, in a second location. It is an accepted custom in the Jewish, uh, crosses all Jewish uh, communities. Falling on the face after Shemesve, we call tachnun, is not done on Shabbos and Yontif, not done on Rosh Hashanah either, or on Rosh Chedesh. When the Jewish already felt, during of any day, there are certain individuals who do fall on their face, do do during Ma'ariv. You make a put in Bilvad, it's only on Yom Kippur, which is although it's Yontif, people do fall on their face, during each davening. Uh, during and after each each davening, it's a day. That the nature of the day is this very theme of supplication, requests, and fasting.